Welcome to Enroute to Success, where we have raw, vulnerable conversations between Fitz DeSanto, Sam Boyer, and many talented individuals, unraveling the truths and principles of people's experiences, methods to grow, and discovering how to live a fulfilling lifestyle. Buckle up, the journey begins now. All right, welcome, Fitz. Here we are. We're back in action and want to welcome everyone for joining us today as usual and got to check in. Fitz, how are you doing, my friend? Good. I am doing well. It's a little, I got to tell you guys, it's a little weird here. We usually record through Zoom. I'm actually sitting next to Sam right now. <laughs> well, we're still using Zoom. But we we're not, are. They're not across the, <laughs> across the country from each other this time. But yes, and we're actually in person. I have to say it's freaking cold here, but <laughs> I like we're actually doing this in person and, and it's a completely different dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. I think we talk about it, like the working session that we've done, it's, it's pretty, it's a little different, but it in a positive way, you know? So, yeah, instead of like being completely separate, now we're actually talking through things together. And, and comparing notes. Comparing <laughs> notes, right. Usually it's just like we hop on and it's kind of like, all right, we did this individually. Now let's see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> we throw it against the wall, it sticks. But <laughs> today there's a, a little more collaboration, which was cool. But no, I'm definitely, uh, definitely excited that we finally got to meet in person. And yeah, welcome to the cold. <laughs> welcome to it. No, I'm just always cold. That's all. I mean, it's not... I, I'm I'm good with it. it. It's good. It's just I'm from the island, so I'm I know. so used to the sun. But I'm in my element. <laughs> I know you are. It's so crazy. What a complete dynamic, right? Definitely. Yeah. For for all the listeners, we we really are excited about this topic because yeah. it's one that is very important as we feel with a lot of our topics because we wouldn't talk about it if it wasn't to sure. at least important to us. But what we're going to be speaking on is is really self worth and everyone kind of has their own view of what their own self-worth is, whether they've identified it or not. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it is one of the most important things that we can identify for ourselves. We'll kind of go in and like we normally do and talk about, you know, the what and the why and the how, but I want to get from, from your perspective, Fitz, what do you define self-worth to be for you? Yeah, no, I mean, I just got taken out by, by that because just like what we talk about, self-worth is something that's close to my heart too because there is there's something to be said to see your value and it's almost a lot of times people refuse to see that or thinks selling themselves short Mm -hmm. you know in my own perspective for me self-worth is really like a feeling of how much we value ourselves which consists of compassion, kindness, and really getting in touch with your humanity. I have to say though, that self-worth is born through perfectionism. I think perfectionism is the nemesis of self-worth. That's up to us to see, and to you guys, all listeners out there, how we can switch this through our entire lives. Because as a person, I feel that we're wired based on our childhood to be wanting to either please and live a perfect life. I mean, what? What's I wanna, um, we're going to dig into that so much. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm so glad but, you brought that up. I'm yeah. So I mean, this is a up. high overview, right? But we're yeah. going to peel it off for sure. Yeah. And, and from, from my side, really. I see the... you smiling. I was like, oh man, <laughs> she has, he has a lot to say. I, I better stop. <laughs> yeah. No, the, we're going to dig into that. Um, maybe I'll be the one peeling off the layers instead of you today, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> for me, understanding and developing our own value and self-image. That to me sure. is the simplest way that I can put self-image and self-worth. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much that goes into it. And I think what I want a lot of people to realize is that we are literally designed for greatness yes. in our lives, careers, relationships, health, all these things, dreams, dreams, goals, everything that you're envisioning that you want to accomplish in life. You were literally designed and you have the ability to accomplish all of it. It's just a matter of if you're telling yourself you can or not, because if you're telling yourself you can't, then you won't. If you're telling yourself you can, then you will find a way how. Yes, I completely agree. <laughs> I and saw I'm the smiling. formulating. <laughs> yes, and, and I, I'm smiling because I completely agree with you. Mm. I will take that a little further more because that's the reason why I think perfectionism is the nemesis of self-worth because perfectionism is this hard belief system that we adopt through our childhood, through our parents, through our religion, etc. We have to live this perfect life, look perfect and act perfect. Mm -hmm. We have that vision that that's what self-worth. That makes sense. So I'm glad that we're talking Defined about Defined by like other people than ourselves. Yes. So it's like to please, to be perfect to mm -hmm. perform to be perfect but then in reality nobody cares you were you know like, everyone's trying to figure out the same thing exactly this, this whole thing called life exactly so, <laughs> so like yeah what gives what gives someone else the like authority when we're all in this the human experience to determine what your self-worth is before you even it, learned what it could be it's the belief system mm -hmm. really you know so that's that's my thought on that and i wanted to build it up more because it, it's really both important to us it is. And, and to piggyback off the script until we're choosing to make and input our own script, mm -hmm. it is going, our self-worth is going to be based off of what we've been told. Of course. Our, our brain, know, yeah. our brain is very, it's very interesting because it accepts all the input and then we try to filter through it. But even if it's been filtered through bits and pieces still remain. Mm -hmm. of an input if you were told that you couldn't accomplish something at some point in your life or that you wouldn't amount to said goal or dream or you wouldn't make this amount of money or you won't accomplish this level in sports or whatever it may be that's going to stick with you whether you i would hope don't believe that right but you're still going to have that scripting depending on how many times it's been told to you yes even subconsciously mm -hmm. even if we think we're not we are in some way and i think mindfulness and awareness really is what kicks in when is one of the key factors of that right we feel it and we see it and we act on it of finding that self-worth i mean what's your thought on that when i when i say i think that you said it pretty clearly because subconsciously we we don't know necessarily what we're thinking right and we've we've been told i forget the exact statistic but it's pretty ridiculous how many times we've been told no in our lives by the time before we're even like a teenager sure so if you hear the word no or that you can't or you won't or those sorts of things that many times before you even become a teenager, those are then limiting factors that you're, you've been put under mm -hmm. and, and it's not ones that you've chosen, I but it's how it is. And so I think the important thing to understand is that's most people's situation. Now it's not everybody's, right? Some people may have been told that they can accomplish anything, which also doesn't necessarily mean that they will. Mm -hmm. But you have to learn how to overcome a lot of these prior scriptings that you've undergone. Now, I don't know if you want to segue then into why self-worth is important because we're talking about what it is and there's a lot we can 
continued to go on. But I don't know if you want to share your version, your take on why self-worth is important. Because it's a feeling, like you said. But what does that actually translate into? Why is it important to develop a good self-worth? Okay. I see self-worth as an, as an accelerator to our growth. Big thing for me is we need to come up to that decision that the world itself is imperfect. Mm-hmm. So why are we trying to be going against that? It's hard because the image you have and the belief that you have is on the line. And for, for us to say we have to go against with some of the beliefs that was put onto us is a hard choice to make. But I think a good decision to investing in yourself be, to accelerate your growth towards life. Does that make sense? Absolutely does. And <laughs> please, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean in for this. I'm yes. going to lean in for this. If I go on a rant, just stop me. So the self-worth is so important because it directly impacts the relationships, the experiences, yes. and what you can do and accomplish in life. Yes. You said it perfectly. If your self-worth isn't at a level where it's growing constantly, mm-hmm. because it's not like you just achieve ultimate self-worth. Yes. My self-worth has grown immensely from where it was. Of course. And it will continue to have to grow for me to accomplish what I want to accomplish. With that being said, let's take a, a, a job, for instance. If you don't believe, there's a there's a an old study about this where they posted in, this is back in the classifieds, you know, in the newspaper, they posted a job for one for $90,000 and one for $40,000. And it was the exact same job, the exact same responsibilities, mm-hmm. exact same company, everything, just as an experiment. There was very minimal applicants for the 90,000 a year. And there was hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of applicants for the 40K a year mm. for the same qualifications, the same responsibilities, the exact same copy and pasted. Now, what does that tell, tell us about people's self-worth? What does that tell you? Yeah. That people don't value themselves enough because of prior scripting. They've yes. been told or they've failed once at trying to get a job like that. And then they thought that that meant they're not worthy of that job. Well, no, it was probably that company or that place wasn't worthy of you or you just haven't developed or put the work in to develop the skills that were necessary. Mm-hmm. We get so easily bogged down or get so negative on ourselves for no reason when it's it's really just the story that we're telling ourselves. If you tell yourself you're worth it, you're you would have it. applied for that. You would have applied for that job. Yeah. So, and at the same time, I think we see, and by no means am I a therapist, we'll, you know, leave that for Jennifer <laughs> and her expertise <laughs> when she comes back on. So shout out to you, Jennifer. But the, uh, <laughs> the notices that in relationships will allow things to happen in relationships that shouldn't because they don't value themselves enough. Yes. And then in a similar way, they don't work hard enough towards their goals because they don't feel that they deserve to accomplish them. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I want people to understand for listeners out there, anyone struggling with this or anyone that is good at this and can relay this message to other people in their lives and tell them that they are worth working on themselves is that is one of the most important endeavors you can go on is constantly growing and improving your self-worth because it directly impacts your entire life experience. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that because there's so many levels of it mm-hmm. and types And it's also, I think I'm going to lean into that of what you just said too, because self-worth comes in different packages in relates to relationships, partners, friendships, 
you know, you could be completely thinking that you're worth, your, your self-worth is fully in good capacity with your spouse, but then the self-worth with your friends is completely diminished. You know, so what I'm trying to get to and my point is it almost balances it out. It has to. You've got to have that balance with building this more. Let me ask you this. Do you think too much self-worth becomes overconfidence? And I, th- and I think that's a great question. I want to know your answer first and then I'll, I'll respond because I feel um, pretty strongly about it. I believe so. It's that borderline. I think self-worth is tied into being an accelerator, confidence, and humility. Shout out to our episode five, humility. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> that's my marketing hat. There you Sorry. go. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on that. I think you can never have enough self-worth. Sure. Because self-worth comes from the work and the personal development and, you know, letting Chili hop on the podcast and say a quick hello to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Chili. It comes from, it comes from the work that you've done to, to create that worth for yourself. So having a high self-worth and a high self-image is a very difficult but worthwhile task to undergo because you can never have too much. Sure. It's kind of like, and maybe this will be another topic. It's kind of like pride. Sure. I think you, you should be proud of work you've done and accomplished, but you can't be proud of things that are just existent without your control. Yeah, over them, I mean, you the know? line that I'm going for in there is that the overconfidence in a way of turns out into be a false confidence mm-hmm. because you can get in and lean into know it all. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to get to, but I completely I agree with what you're saying because if you know your worth and you've done the task and you've always comes back to what I said earlier as a foundation and you have that, I don't think your way is just to develop from there. You have that baseline. And I feel that true self-worth not only benefits you, but it benefits other people in your life sure. because you want to see them grow and improve too. And so it's it, instead of being cocky and being selfish and saying, well, I'm I'm great. Like, obviously look at me. I'm fantastic. You know, it's no, I value my relationships. I've so value the people in your life. I value career path. I've chosen I value businesses you've created. I value my own health. Sure. I value my mental health, yeah. spirituality, all those things. And so when you're able to do that, you can help other people work on those same things. And I think that's, as you build your own self-worth, the point is then to help, other people build theirs because then it's a constant improvement of everyone's lives around you. That's why I feel that it is much different than this like false confidence that that we were talking about. So um, no, I I absolutely agree with you there. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) No, and that's what I was trying to get to because I'm like, huh, I mean, it's a great question, but I think it also needs to be addressed because Mm -hmm. there's, there could be some confusion. It could definitely be confused as, as being cocky. So I'm glad you, clarified that up yeah. that's super important um how do you think we get to how to find self-worth for I love this question. our listeners out there love this question so i hope i don't take all of our points because i know we did lightly <laughs> discuss before this but <laughs> no if i get going just cut me off so no, that fits is a lot of talk <laughs> no sam had his coffee today guys. i did have my coffee <laughs> i'm the bad influence so, but um <laughs> the first thing is to absolutely never compare you or your situation to someone else's perfectionism isn't perfectionism and it's an automatic loss you will automatically 
destroy your self-worth, your self-image because your situation, your journey is not the same as someone else's. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the first thing. The other thing is that you work on the things that you don't feel confident about and you lean into what you're, you're good at. So like for, for instance, for me, one thing that I, I struggled with for a long time and I'm still working on getting a lot better, but I'm really passionate about now is actually public speaking. Mm-hmm. I literally remember freshman year of high school, like choking up in front of a class, giving a book report over a book that I really enjoyed. And I read like twice. So I knew the information, but I literally like choked up and like physically like started sweating and like, you know, the whole nine yards, palm sweaty, knees weak, arms heavy, right? <laughs> <laughs> No good raps came out of that one, but that energy to the spine here at the back of your head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but so it's taken a lot of time and a lot of work, but like continuing to put myself in situations where I take speaking opportunities or, um, you know, get, get myself in front of people or post content to LinkedIn or start a podcast with Fitz. Like, you know, <laughs> all these things are, are, are ways that I've worked through that. And, and I'm developing a sense of confidence around it as opposed to, hey, this is something that I don't have a lot of self-worth in speaking to groups of people or something like that. The one thing is start working on the things that you don't feel confident in. Yes. And a great book that I actually read to literally help design for anyone's situation what they want to work on is by first going through that scripting that we talked about. So we have to undo all this prior scripting that's told us we're not worthy or we you know, don't have the self-image or the ability or the skills or the talents or the intelligence to accomplish what we want. We have to undo that. And a book that I love is What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. He's- I gotta write that down. Yeah, he's a, don't worry, I'll tell you after too. Okay. <laughs> I'll make you re-listen to our podcast okay. here. <laughs> but- uh, no, the, the book itself, it just gives so many tangible tools and he goes into, and he's one of the, one of the people that actually broke down this thought process of like the prior scripting that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and we have the ability to program our own minds. And, and because of that, that's the first place we have to start is what we tell ourselves on a daily basis. So like monitor your thoughts as you go throughout a day. Like there's a simple exercise of when you have thoughts come in your mind, like write it down, mm-hmm. jot down for a day and then categorize at the end of the day, how many of those were positive and how many were negative and how many were self empowering and building you and how many of those were self detrimental sure. and actually taking away from that, that image and that self-worth. So that's one of the a resource along with like an exercise that you can do to just start by getting a, getting a beat on like where you're at in your own thought yeah. process. Yeah. And that's something I wish I would have known a lot more about when I was playing sports. Cause I would get really down on myself mentally, especially as like a, as a goalie in ice hockey. Like if I mess up, yeah, it's your fault. You get scored on like, it's no one's fault. Right. That's but mine self worth crashing scenario. Exactly. It wasn't the thought that will like got through the offense and the defense and me, it was no, I let the goal in. Mm-hmm. So I put all that weight on me, which is not an effective way to, to perform well. Mm-hmm. And so when you start doing that in other areas of life, like if you put all the, the arguments of a relationship on you, you put, you know, not getting, you know, past the third round of the interview at a job or, you know, a failed business attempt or whatever it is. Like, as soon as you start putting all that on you, you're just burying yourself in this negativity mm-hmm. and you have to be your own 
number one cheerleader and fan in life, because at the end of the day, if you're not, and you don't believe in yourself, so few people will until you hopefully find them (laughs) and then you're just (laughs) waiting for them. Like just like now, (laughs) just like, so, so that's, that's some of the how, but I, I know I went, I went pretty far into that. So no, no, no. I, I, I like it a lot. And thanks for sharing that because I'm going to take that a little bit further, which I always do. (laughs) I think for us, one of the things that we need to do is actually make that decision, right? So you decide, you accept, and you also filtered out the values that you hold that you want to keep and the ones that you want to do for yourself. With that formula, based on my experience and on my perspective in life, you have to make the decision first because you could do all the exercises that you think is right that on the right path. But if you haven't decided within yourself that you are worthy, that nothing is perfect, and you're imperfect yourself, you got to have that acceptance. So decision, acceptance, and then the values that you hold and what you want to take it with. And what I mean by that is because what's going to mold you and accelerate your self-worth in ways that you will really discover because obviously it's a process, right? And you could see that as when you have those three things, that's that's my piece i know it's shorter but no it's it's good (laughs) we flip flop i know (laughs) usually usually i simplify and go short so yeah i simplified this is this is good this is what happens when it's in person (laughs) (laughs) it worked out yeah so yeah no and and i love that because there and there again like kind of how a one-off discussion we were having earlier today is that like a lot of a lot of this is repackaging information in different ways for people to digest right sure so I, I hope that between both of us sharing different versions of it, that we're able to help people connect and relate to some of this. But, and I think one thing I want to share too, is that most people struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I've struggled with it. And I, I don't think that I'm necessarily struggling currently, but I'm not going to be satisfied with staying put. Sure. I'm going to continually improve this for myself. But I got to say, though, that we have to be prepared that there is always going to be that whisper if you're worthy. Yes. Oh, thank you for bringing that it up. It comes yes. in. Yep. And then it goes away. Yep. I want to preface that that's there. And I think it's actually good and a good segue because I want to make sure that I know we're go- doing good in time, but for all our listeners out there, I'd like to set a few examples. I feel that it would be very beneficial for our listeners to actually think about it, you know? And so for you guys out there, the examples that we're going to say, it's just things that mostly often gets questioned. So I want to hear these examples. I know Fitz put a lot of thought into them. So let's hear them. I want to hear them. It's just more so of one of them is your to-do list. And it's so good to cross things off your list. But if you have 20 things your list and you only accomplish three, does that mean that you're not self-worthy? That's that's a really good day-to-day example. Right. I hadn't even thought about that. I, I mean, like, just the way I see it, I'm like, okay, because I'm guilty of that. Because sometimes I'm like, you guys, people that knows me, I know Sam is going to agree with this because I s- struggle a lot with pe- perfectionism, <laughs> right? Because I like things to be just in line and in order at the same time when I lean into the self-worth and self-compassion and kindness to myself, that's when I say, 
it's okay to be imperfect. Yeah. You know, and another example I have here is the number of friends you have. Is it because you have two quality friends that means you're not worth worthy? I'm the guy that used to be really friends with everybody, but now it's like my friendship has to be earned. <laughs> it's very important because it's something that I just thought we could talk about that on a different topic, but your time is important. That's yes. another topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> time is important. Um, job, right? Your job. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, I mean, what matters is that you do, you do it well and it fulfills you, you know, let's, as long as it's legal, obviously, but yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you're robbing banks, then you know, if it doesn't, it goes without saying, <laughs> but just to make sure, let's say it anyway, keep it legal folks. <laughs> Social media following. Mm. Huge. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for saying that. It's so huge, especially in today's society. Yes. So these are the things and that I see that, and, and I, I want to, I promise, I probably went on a long tangent here, but this is the last examples I have, you know, mm-hmm. I want to do a comparison between perfectionism talk and a self-worth talk. So for instance, if to all the listeners out there, how much of you guys question your weight at the moment on your goal and also how much weight you want to lose or you want to attain as far as your weight goal? perfectionism talk is telling yourself that I'm not on the weight where I'm supposed to be. So I don't really deserve to be with someone right now because what will others think of me? Or I'm not ready for that yet because I haven't lost the weight or I haven't gained that weight. That's perfectionism talk. Yep. Self-worth talk is I want to figure this out for me. I'll focus on my longevity as long as I'm moving and I will not focus on what people think of me regardless of my weight. You know, a talk that you could do to yourself is like, I want to feel good inside that it comes out to the outside. And through thinking that way, I could invite myself with compassion, empathy, and healing to be able to get to the weight I want to be. Are you sure you haven't read the book that I mentioned? No, I promise. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is something that I really internalize. And to you guys out there that knows me, self-worth talk comes in when I tell myself this is what I was meant to do. I love to do this. I would say a prayer. This is where I belong. My passion comes first in helping people. So that is self-worth compared to perfectionism talk. So I want, I want to preface that because I want people to actually see it in comparison mm-hmm. because perfectionism really shows up. It's like it comes in and it goes away, you know? So that's what I meant when I said the self-worth questions always comes in and it goes away. But how do you keep, you're constantly going to struggle with that. And it's something that I want our listeners to hear that it is some normal. Very, very normal because we're always toying back and forth with the, the positive and the negative influence, the, you know, the angel and the demon on both shoulders, right? <laughs> yes. Like, Agreed. That, so, I mean, anyway. that's, that's the conversation that happens. But to your point, again, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here with this book, but like those tools that you mentioned of how to actually speak to yourself in those moments is directly one of the tools that it, it speaks really? on. Yeah, it absolutely does. Oh my goodness. I got to get this book. We have to talk about this after this podcast. <laughs> we will. <laughs> so it, I just added just, my long list of books. It's growing and growing. <laughs> my self-improvement. One more stack. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it plays into so many things because you can use it for fitness goals. You can use it sure. for job goals. Like one, one thing that 
you know, that I, I told a friend of mine when he was looking for, for jobs, he was saying, this is what he told me. He said, you know, I'm, Sam, I'm really struggling to lock down a job. I'm struggling mm-hmm. to like find one or like get into some interviews. And I was like, well, you know why, right? And he was like, no, he's like, I was like, because mm-hmm. of what you just told me. You're mm. telling yourself that you're struggling and that you're not getting interviews. Now, now some people right now are probably thinking like, what, well, that's, what is this? This is craziness, but tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> tell me so, more, my friend. So I'm drinking water right when now. You, so. Yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> you, <laughs> you're actually telling yourself that you're doing enough jobs to land interviews. Mm. There's all these underlying things that are going to happen. So, so I helped him through. I was like, well, what's the, what's the goal here? He's like, well, I want to interview and get a job. I was like, you just want to get a job or like, what do you want? Define what you want. Mm -hmm. So what we ended up coming up with is I'm getting a high paying job at a great company that values the same things that I value in a culture I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And he used that that statement and said it every morning. And before he started going online and applying for jobs. And I, I think it was something crazy, like within the couple of weeks or within the month he had a job. Yes. And it was one that, one that he liked and he's been making a massive impact at the company. Other examples you want to go into? No, Vince? Okay. No, Did we clear I, them all out? Yes. I, my heart is full. Good. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. Self-worth increase. Yes. <laughs> it's leveling up. <laughs> just, I hear the Mario. Like, <laughs> But no, that, and, and that's really, I think, a, a good place for us to kind of wind things down and close sure. out. You know, there's there's so many things that you can go into and talk about this, but mm-hmm. I feel like we really did scratch the surface and we might have to circle back around to this one at another time in another form. But mm-hmm. that I really do feel those are some of the most important points. I've learned about self-worth just because it impacts so many of your resources that you can do that aren't just fake motivation, mm-hmm. they're actual tools. Yeah, just that one book, right? That's just one book that I've read, but, and, and it really has been a journey for myself and I continue to enjoy being on it because I find new little ways every day to work on it for myself. Absolutely. And I'm sure as you reread that book, I feel that it's a great validation that, okay, this is, this is what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And the self-worth is really just, I would say, a good validation and also another accelerator. So I'm really curious for that book, you know? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I might pass by your house to he's, get it. <laughs> he's, he's already got his phone out Googling it right now. <laughs> um, no, I mean like winding down and, and closing it out, right? I do want to say this to all our listeners out there, know that perfectionism exists and it's around us. We breathe it. We pass it on to our children. We pass it on to our environment, the people we meet the workplace we work on. And we know that it could be really suffocating because I'm speaking that personally. But on the other side of the spectrum, compassion and kindness also spread as quickly as perfectionism. Mm -hmm. The result of self-worth, you guys, is life-changing. So give your self-worth constant attention. And I want to leave it and close it out for me on my side on the line that I live by with this guy, his name is Leonard Cohen. When I struggle with perfectionism and delivering to deliver self-worth, this is what I tell myself. I always go back to it, to what he said, that there's a crack on everything because that's how the light gets in. Mm. So pay attention, you guys, because you'll see it. So that was deep. 
<laughs> that was way, you that thought, was way too deep. Wait, you thought <laughs> I wasn't gonna go, huh? But I, I didn't did. think you were gonna go there. It's one third. Now how am I supposed to come back and top? No, that? I'm just <laughs> <laughs> the competitive edge. I is know, right? Out of it. I think so. The red is oh coming. Oh my god, <laughs> the red is coming out. Yes. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, just like every other feeling, perfectionism and self worth. What do you choose? You know, in between. So I um, love it. I love it. And I'll just add my two cents. You went deep. I'll go simple this time. So <laughs> the, <laughs> I, I'm very much type A personality and, and, Same. and competitive and driven, ambitious, all those things. And so perfectionism, especially for a long time, and I still battle back oh, and forth sure. in a lot of areas. It's very much there, like you said. And whenever I'm leaning into it, all it breeds for me is frustration. Sure. It doesn't actually give me anything tangible. The results are never better than if I just focus on doing my absolute best. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I'm focusing on perfectionism, whether I know it or not, once I become aware of it, then I try to shift. But if I'm trying to be perfect in some area, I'm never actually happy. Even after, if the goal is attained, I think I could have spent less time or more work or better work or better result. Right. So Amazing even if you, how that works worse for you, right? Right. Like even if you obtain the goal, you're still not happy. Whereas if you do your absolute best, you're happy because you know that you gave everything that you could if you genuinely did. Now, not using it as an excuse. Like, oh, but an hour on this project that should have taken like a couple days and that was my best. Not that version of it, but like you genuinely gave your best given the circumstances, the tools, the knowledge you had at hand. That I think is the the value of how you then continue to build your self-worth and just being absolutely solidified and okay with whatever that result is. And if it's not what you want, guess what? You get to try again. Yes. You get to try again. There's no law. There's about no it. do better next time. Yeah. So no, but that that's really the the two cents I wanted to add there. And if there's nothing else from your side fits, I'm gonna give you the absolute pleasure of of closing us out. I'd be honored to. Um <laughs> yes. So for us. If you guys want to contact us, please say hello to our email. We'd love to hear from you to, through alohafitsam at gmail.com. We're also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok with En Route to Success 365. We are thriving and also appreciate all the support from friends and family who has been talking about this podcast and making a difference. We want to reach as many hearts as we can with this positive mindset. Yes. Thank you, Sam, being here. Of course, of course. And don't forget individually at LinkedIn. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so relaxed now because <laughs> we're like in person. <laughs> so, yep, respectively in LinkedIn through Fitz DeSanto and Sam Boy. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Fitz, for going through that. And yeah, just so just so everyone else knows, we did have a, a solid workout today. So I got the the in person you know, <laughs> fits class, and like I'll tell you, I, I can understand why you were uh, successful in the fitness industry. Thank you, that means <laughs> was, a lot. Of course, no, and it was it was definitely genuine coming from a, a former full time athlete. <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't mess around. So if you're wondering, it's it's legit. But yeah, and with that, I'm gonna say what I'm grateful for, and for me, 
I think what I'm honestly grateful for is that that you and Chris decided to come over to Dallas, which was so close to to Houston, mm. and I could make the trip out here. Potential inclement weather coming in, I'm not even worried about it. I, I love know, the snow, it's but polar vortex, polar vortex, whatever it is, I, I I love the snow. I love driving in it. I'm crazy and weird, but uh, I'm very <laughs> I'm very fortunate that you guys came to take this trip and that I can make it out here, meet you guys in person. Absolutely, no, Sam. I mean, for us, we we've always wanted to see Texas and when we decided that we're like well i gotta meet my friend sam you know <laughs> and we can do podcasts together so um what i'm thankful for is for you actually driving here in relates of whatever the weather is because it's it's polar vortex out there <laughs> you know um it's ice yeah. hockey weather <laughs> <laughs> it's your world it's so yeah. weird because there's so opposite like i grew up in the sun and you're i know right ice, so that's fire and ice <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome well with that Thank you all for tuning in and listening. And, and we hope that this provided some value or some worth to you and uh, just take it and, you know, feel free to implement the, the knowledge or any of the tools and give us any feedback. Like Fitz said, we always appreciate it. So with that, Fitz closes out with your line. Oh, thank you. Remember guys, every small, small victory is worth to be grateful for. And with that, thank you all for listening and have a good rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Take care.